I mean, and it can do yeah. this, and it can do this, and it's not weak to this because it's invincible, and it can fly, and it's a really, it's really good in the ground, but it lives in caves. It eats whole flocks of birds at once. <laughs> You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. On the road to best buddyhood. Legacy no more. Short Land Shark sports a shiny new look. An IOU Nova Stone for everybody. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hi and welcome to GoCast episode 74. It's December 17th. Yet another Tuesday evening. My name is Chris, your host. This week, I'm joined by Kyle. Hiya. And that's it. I made it sound like there was somebody else here, but I fooled you again. Ha <laughs> uh, My heart breaks every time. Okay. Hey, Kyle, what's up? How's it going, man? How are you? Uh, it's going. I'm, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I've had quite I've had quite the week in Pokemon Go. I'm so excited to talk about it with you. But before we do talk about our goals and such, a shout out to returning patron Blemboy. Hey, how's it going? Welcome, Welcome back. back. It's great to have you. So you uh, chatting away at the Discord already. Can't wait to catch up properly. Looking forward to that. Okay, Mr. Kyle, are you ready for some um, some revisiting of goals that we set just a, a young week ago? <laughs> I am ready for the weekly disappointment. Okay, you've set two goals this week. Okay. One was Max your Drifloon. Uh Let me see. Hang on. Did that happen? Did it happen? Because uh, if it did, I'm, let me just tell you, you're sitting real pretty for this week. You know what? It has not happened. But if you give me like 30 seconds, it could happen. OK, I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to come back to you. Um, I'm going to pretend like this conversation never happened. So for myself, I wanted to get 10 or more shinies this past weekend. I got 24. Um, Holy cow. Yeah, dude, that second day was real kind to me. Let me just tell you. Wow. I want to get 200,000 Stardust. Silly me. I forgot most of the bonuses that were happening during the community day days. Definitely got that one. And then my last one was get my timeless team together. And I'm still doing like an open cup right now with the rest of the discord. And I just <laughs> cannot be bothered right now to get my timeless team together. So that one's on me. 66%. That's a D. I'm just going to say it's an F. Round it down to the nearest F. All right, Mr. Kyle. Yes. You had but two goals this week. <laughs> <laughs> the, the second one, the second one was get three shinies. Did you do that? I did. I okay. got. Wow. I got seven shinies. OK. And then this next one's the one that will make or break you. Right. Do you remember? Yep. It was Max Rudrafloon. <laughs> <laughs> I I did it. Wow. My is Max. Wow. That's awesome. That's down. What a what a plot twist. I would never have expected you to <laughs> have that finished. That's awesome. Uh, hey, I think is that like the first time in how many weeks that you've done everything? Yeah, that's the first time in a very <laughs> probably. I mean, you've had plenty like of weeks of where, where you've set like, you know, three or four goals and you've done almost all of them besides like one or two things, right? Mm-hmm. But this is the first time you've done all of them, and that's awesome. Congratulations. We're all about that. <laughs> Okay, so now that goals are behind us, we have but one more thing before we dig into the meat and potatoes of today's episode, which is going to be a lot of news, let's just say, because lots of things have been happening recently, even just today. But it's time to check in with our Unova medal. Mr. Kyle, would you want to go first? Actually, okay, did you has it changed since last week? No. Okay, what, remind the folks at home what that is, because I don't remember. 
It's 32. 32. I'm at 32. Okay. I'm at 41 and yeah, climbing. 50. No, 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 no. 41 and climbing. We'll uh we'll see how that goes. I still need my um not what's what's Tepig's final evolution? Uh Embor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I still need that guy. So walking away. As far as the um the marathon training and the egg hatching has been going, it's going great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I set up my my spreadsheet and it's it's looking good. I was showing off my conditional formatting to Kyle before the show started. Thrilled. Very thrilled. 85 eggs hatched in the first week or something like that. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be great. More on that in the future. But let's dig into the news. Okay, first piece of news here. You know what? Actually, I feel like we don't really we haven't moved on to the news that quickly in a while. And and that's that's to say quite a bit here because there's so much we're going to be talking about. So if you're worried, we're not going to talk about something that maybe happened earlier in the week or maybe it just happened today, the 17th. Don't worry. We're going to talk about all of it. So just bear with us. We're going to dig through everything. These are in no particular order. So don't freak out because I kind of am just looking at it. (laughs) (laughs) okay so 2019 community day how'd it go kyle what was your takeaway how did you think this two community day weekend went what did you participate in what was your takeaway what was your experience it was it was okay i mean this i think we talked about it last week or it was potentially the week before that this is really just not for me because i got to take part in all the previous community days so i wasn't very excited to to get anything but the spawns were pretty good. I, I actually felt like I wasn't missing out on anything. I took part in Saturday because I worked on Sunday. So that was the first half of the year, which primarily had like Bagon and Swinub were the two that I was yeah. catching apparently the most. <laughs> I caught three shiny Swinubs, by the Woo! way, out of my seven. Uh green shinies, guys. Hey, green uh, shinies. You got, you got seven, all, we're all seven green shinies? Yeah, <laughs> I guess it depends how green you count Trico shiny. Uh, that one is a little more blue. I think we established it was aquamarine. I think it's teal. But. Okay, well that's up for debate. So, <laughs> but but other than that, it it seemed like it went off well. I also had a good time. I attended both days, although I didn't necessarily have to. Kind of echoing Kyle's sentiment that this wasn't necessarily for me, but I made myself go out and play anyway. On Saturday, I was in a mall with Kyle and our our phantom host from previous episode. Was it episode two? I think it was. Alex DeFranco, he was there. Hey, we had a great time. Call out to Pokemon. It was great. Chastised Kyle for his greenness, I suppose. Uh, On Sunday, (laughs) I went to Navy Pier with another friend, uh, Alex Henderson. Lots of Alex's in my life. He's a friend of the show. And we had a great time out there. Uh, For both of those days, I was trying to shoot for 10. I think I got 10 the first day, 10 shinies. Second day, 14. Uh, Navy Pier was popping, you know, let me just say that. But aside from my personal experience, like as that's location based, I would say overall, the event went off fine. There wasn't any issues. I wouldn't say there were any uh, weird disparities in, in spawn rates. I think they were all relatively spawning equally. It felt like I saw a lot more Ralts, but I don't know if that's just because his head is so big. And I thought that was, <laughs> I don't know. You know, you know what I mean? Like just visually, it probably felt like there was more of that, but I don't know. Did you think that there was more than any of one spawn over another? I saw a lot of people complain about, it seemed to be pretty variable. I didn't see any, anything more specific than the other. Maybe, maybe more swine 
and slack off than the other four, but not by much. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't really hear a lot of bad things about this uh, community. I know uh, the only stories I heard from people were people that had exceptionally terrible shiny luck. Um, and I just didn't experience that myself. That's not to say that in other time zones or other parts of the world that wasn't an issue because it has been historically. But I've only seen a, like a few of those types of reports. Yeah. And there is the thing to remember that the the boosted rates were only during the the standard community day hours, but the spawn change was for the whole weekend. Right. So right. that can be misleading for the numbers. It, it sure can. Um, didn't get enough Mareep raids in this weekend. A little bit upset about that. That was like my one goal was a shiny Mareep. Have yet to cop one of those. So uh, that was a bummer. I will say that they probably should have handled the raids a little bit more like the Reggie Gigas day. Oh, sure where they were kind of popping off like crazy, especially because they were just those one-star and two-star raids. I would have probably done more if more than like three or four had spawned. Granted, only played in a place that had like, you know, five or six gyms. Right. But still the idea. Mm, Yeah, we were in a place that had five or six gyms, but around us we could see like 10 extra stops. And with that sample Mm -hmm. size even of like uh, probably around 14 or 15 total, Jim's, I would say like it, it, it. What you're saying is true. There should I, I I felt like there should have been more as well, for sure. Um, but other than that, I think community today went off well without a hitch. Um, if you had a differing experience, please let us know. Just haven't seen any haven't seen any rebuttal for a good time having been had this past weekend. But uh, all right. Time to look forward to the future now that this 2019 community day is behind us. Uh, Verizians in raids now as of today just a, a scant four hours ago he joined the ranks of five star bosses and with him he brought or I guess it it's a myth it's a legendary is it genderless with it with Verizian came a, a slew of new raid bosses let me list and or enumerate them with minimal color commentary <sighs> in tier one we're looking at Ralts. okay not minimal. I don't want Ralts anymore, man. Stop it. <laughs> Just come on. <laughs> yeah. Shinx is next. Tepig, that's great. Pit of For you. Clink. Hey, man, everybody needs a little bit more Tepig in their life. Tepig is adorable. Litwick. Litwick is in tier one. Air horn sounds. Sound the alarm. Ring the bell. Litwick in tier one rates. That's exceptional. Go out and get those done. But why is Pidov in tier one? <laughs> it's just to dilute the pool because you're like, I wanted a candle. Yeah. I got a pigeon. Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. that, that classic, that classic raid story. I wanted a candle. I got a pigeon. All right. Tier two, Charmeleon. Don't do that. Firo, Don't do that. <laughs> Alone Executor. You can do that. That's fine. You get a free pass for tall boys. Swallow. Don't do that. Mawile. Sure. You can't get anywhere else, I guess. I got to do it there. Tier that's 10k eggs it's in 10k eggs again it's i'm pretty sure someone was complaining about it hang on yeah it is it's oh, at least I, a coin I to sell for right forgot now. that it was still in the pool i thought it was only there temporarily nope well here we are that just goes to show you how big these egg pools are i don't remember what's <laughs> in any of them anymore except for alolans and seven gays with some babies all right tier three yep. <laughs> if you thought tier two was bad tier three apparently took some inspiration from tier two's playbook and put pidgeot in there well I, don't do that don't don't do that uh, lolan raichu that's fine scyther do that one that's all right too 
Flareon, you don't have to. You, you don't have to. I don't care what they tell you. You don't have to raid Flareon. Mantine, same deal. Same people are telling you, you got to do it. You don't have to. It's okay. Scarberry raids. Now, that's a good tier three boss because the new shiny chance came out and Scarmory in some areas is a very rare spawn. So there you go. Tier four is pretty standard. Alola Marowak, Galarian Weezing, Dragonite, Togetic, and uh, what's this last one's called again? Staraptor. Staraptor. That's what it's called. That's right. I always get distracted by its little like emo hair flip in the front. Hair flip. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> um, and then tier five raids and EX are looking at Regigigas. And like we said before, our new overlord, Verizian, uh, is terrible. in tier, tier five. Absolutely hey, awful. Hey, respect the office, man. Okay? Like, come on. It's... <laughs> Verizian is really bad. Do one for your decks and that's it. But it's a really pretty Pokemon. Yeah, it's okay. You don't yes. like it? It is okay. You don't think Verizian is, is okay? great? He, he's got the head of like a like a stealth bomber. It looks pretty neat. Uh, if you like if you okay. like stealth warplanes and that are woodland mammals, this is the Pokemon for you. They've blended the two together. Love pokemon i guess all right next piece of news oh any any feedback on the tiers anything here nope yeah no this me just, neither. uh litwick's in tier ones that's cool yeah litwick's in that's tier cool. one that's awesome at tier two is a train wreck it's bad okay so next up here go battle league preview this is an article organized by GoHub. all this information originally came from pokemon go live.com as well Go Battle League will feature three leagues, meaning that the Great League Mastery people have built up won't be enough. You'll have to learn all three metagames to get a high rank. The ranks go from one to ten, and the higher you rank, the better your rewards when the season ends. This is all, uh, you know, talking about how the ranked system is going to work for Go Battle League. Um, the attack stat, finally, these are some additional changes, by the way. This is going to get some into some interesting conversation, I think. Um, the attack stat finally has a reason to be invested in for Great and Ultra League, as it'll break a tie if the two combatants use their charge attack at the same time. Balancing good defenses and keeping attack high enough to win ties will be a challenge. For those of you at home, the TLDR, but why that's important, is that the best IV stat and the and the ranking for the best IV uh, stat combination for Pokemon has been based off of what combination will get you to 1,500 with the maximum number of power-ups included. And this usually resulted in the lowest available attack stat. Now, you can hedge your bets and be, have like two or three less HP points and have a higher attack and win a tie now. So you got to think about that pretty interesting my real my question is what does this replace the charge move priority thing that we have going on right now i think that's the case i really hope so i think that's i think that's the case yeah We'll see. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, this is relatively new, so we're going to be seeing you know a fair amount of uh, breakdown and and feedback from the you know the the PVP professionals, I suppose, <laughs> in the coming week or so. <laughs> I'm really hoping so because the whole the whole energy generation and priority thing was really confusing to me. I don't think it lends itself to like a general public like consumption like very no, well. Absolutely not. You know so. Um, uh, moving along, switching Pokemon now clears its stat changes. This is to encourage more counterplay using the switching mechanic. That's good. That's really good. 
For example, if you have a Suicune that uses Bubble Beam as a charge move, when you use it, it lowers their uh, lowers the opponent's attack stat by one stage up to four stages. Switching would now reset those stacks. So if you had a bad matchup against it, it got off two Bubble Beams. It would be back to zero stages if you switched it out and switched it back in later in the game, which is awesome. You ready for some move updates, Kyle? It's it's a doozy, so I hope so. Woohoo! Okay, move updates. Night Slash now has reduced energy costs and can greatly increase the user's attack stat in PvP. It's awesome to see all these new status. We're going to be moving pretty quickly through this list. We'll only stop for ones that are super notable, okay? Just bear that in mind. Icy Wind now lowers the target's attack stat. Hydro Cannon now deals less damage in PvP. It was a bit too strong, so it had to be nerfed. Tell me about it. Returns ridiculous and frustration now take more energy to charge, but deal more damage since all purified and shut up Pokemon learn these attacks. They wanted to balance them out a bit. Fair enough as well. I don't think people are really keeping it, aren't they? Not, not that I heard. I was mm. told that I heard that they're both like pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, well, if they're pretty bad and then they just got buffed to a point where they're usable would could we see shadow evolutions or purified evolutions with a th- return if they don't have last resort? Maybe, maybe something like that. I don't know. I have to take a look at it. Uh, Mud slap now deals more damage in both PVE and PVP. This could be enough to make ground more viable on its own. Earthquake now deals more damage in PVE. Ground attackers are crying tears of joy right now. I love Thank this God. commentary oh from, uh, from GoHub. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Earthquake was severely underpowered for the amount of energy terrible. it took before. Yeah. Sand Tomb in PVP now charges quicker, deals less damage, and lowers the opponent's defense. This makes it more of a utility move. Fortress, Torterra, Garchamp, and Gliscor can now learn Sand Tomb. Awesome. Overheat, Draco Meteor, and Psycho Boost now charge quicker in PvP, but they sharply lower your own Pokemon's attack. Some damage values were changed for balance. This makes them way more risky. Last stand attacks and using them against a shield is a bad move. Close combat is similar, but it lowers your defense sharply instead. This last one, though, is really interesting with the Overheat, Draco Meteor, and Psycho Boost because it's lowering your own stats as well. Yeah. I just I I like I like all of the new addition additional stat reductions and changes because while we don't have status effects yet, mm-hmm. it's the best we can work with right now. Yeah. So that's really exciting. Yeah, I'm really I, I love any sort of level of complexity they're adding to this because it was just a little bit too simple before. We also have some new attacks being added. Octozuka is being added to Octillery and Kingdra. About a slower time. water type move. <laughs> I mean, what's Kingdra doing with it, though? (laughs) Fair. A slower water type move that can sharply reduce the opponent's attack. Mirror Shot is being added for Fortress, Magnazone, Ferrothorn, and Kling Clang. A quick steel type charge move that can lower your opponent's attack. Fell Stinger is being added for Beedrill, Quillfish, Vespaquin, and Drapion. A quick bug type charge move that increases your own attack, similar to Power Up Punch. Here's a here's a big one right Ooh, now. Yes. Aurasphere is being added for Lucario. Yeah, his buddy. signature move. It is effectively a clone of Dynamic Punch, but better. So kudos to Lucario. Is Aurasphere physical or special damage in the main series games? I'm pretty sure it's physical. Yeah, I think but so I could be too. totally wrong. I think it is. Yeah. 
Lastly, we have Superpower being added for Pinsir, Snorlax, Hariyama, Rhyperior, and Melmetal. It's a powerful fighting type charge attack that lowers the user's attack and defense. Oh, yeah. Be interesting. I like that it's going to be on Melmetal. Him having a fighting move is going to be interesting for coverage for sure. Mm-hmm. Same with Snorlax too, I guess. Huh. Um, in addition to those new attacks there's going to be some moveset changes as well to some pokemon cloister can now use icy wind which gives it a bit of help as a wall in pvp as lowering the opponent's attack is great for defensive pokemon like cloister for alligator can now use ice fang that's spectacular porygon 2 and porygon z can now use lock on which is gigantic it's a really great energy generation move currently only enjoyed by the reggies but now porygon 2 and porygon z as well Celebi can now use Seed Bomb, which finally gives it a Grass-type attack. Gotta get that stab, yo. Shiftry can now use Snarl, which makes a deadly pairing with Leaf Blade and will make it a threat in Ultra as a counter to some of the top meta. Kyogre has now gotten Surf, which is... What? Cool. (laughs) All right. More options on Kyogre. Already the number one water dude in a lot of ways, so why not? Licky Licky got Shadow Ball. Cool. Tangrowth finally lives up to its grass-type potential with Power Whip, which gives it a big hand in all areas. It already has two gigantic hands, but it needs more. Heat Ran is no longer a disappointment as I got Flamethrower. God, I just the, the commentary from this GoHub article is just amazing. I love how it's weaved in here. <laughs> Stoutland got a bit of coverage with Ice Fang, which gives it more options in PvP. And that's it for moveset changes. But there are some moves coming back. Tell me all about them, Kyle. Some legacy moves coming back. Oh, yeah. Got a whole list here. RK9 is getting Flamethrower. Here's a big one. Polyrath is getting Mudshot. Yes. All those Polyrath solo videos of the Rocket Leaders are done with Mudshot as, as far as I know. So that's a, yeah. that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, so for those of you that were settling for Bubble in a couple of situations, you don't have to anymore. Machamp is getting Cross Chop, All which right. I think is just for PvP. But uh, yeah, we'll see. It is. Golems getting ancient power. The other big one on this list, Gengar is getting Shadow Claw back. You no longer have to settle for Hex on your Gengars. But what about Lick, Kyle? Let me tell you. Well, Lick is still better, but okay. only slightly. Let me tell you, though. Hex feels awful to use, so I can't wait to have Shadow Claw. True. Executor is getting Confusion. Pinsir is getting Fury Cutter. Woo-hoo. Gyarados is going to get Dragon Breath and Twister. Snorlax is going to get Body Slam, which is pretty great. Awesome. I can clear out my inventory of my Body Slam Snorlax now. (laughs) And Dragonite is getting Dragon Breath and Dragon Claw. And I've heard this one is a bigger deal, but I don't actually know because I haven't read about it yet. Do you know anything about the Dragonite? Dragonite? So what I from what I understand is that Dragon. Well, Dragon Claw is a really quick charge move. You can use it to like spam. Um, so it gives Dragonite more utility, I know, as far as Dragon Claw is considered, because that's what I would spam on Flygon to, to bait shields. Mm-hmm. So you can do that now, because like the current winning moveset is what? Dragon Tail, Outrage and Hurricane or something yeah, like that? Yeah, sounds, I don't know about Hurricane, um, but the other two. I, I mean, I've got Hurricane on as my extra, uh, but I don't know anything about Dragon Breath in this context. So maybe there's more there, but oh, well, uh, these are exciting. I really like that they're bringing them back. That's awesome. I really like I know this is just looking a gift horse in the mouth, but they should have given Alakazam his legacy move back in this moment. Yeah, I think that so would have too. just been a great opportunity 
and he still wouldn't have been top tier, but it would have been really cool. So these are like most of the legacy moves coming back, but notably Alakazam. I'm sure a few others have gone through the cracks, but also like legendary birds that got theirs from their raid days before. Um, like Thundershock Zapdos isn't around, is he? No. And there's no Lapras on this list either, which is a shame. Oh, that's true. Obviously, that they had the raid day. I don't know. It's probably like six months ago now. But yeah, that would have been a nice one, especially because they're focusing so much on these PVP changes and the ice shard Lapras is really good in PVP. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that they did these changes and didn't do some changes on purpose, or at least I'd like to believe that. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe so. All right. Moving, moving right along. Uh, it's cool to see maintenance to the PVP area. It's, it's much needed every once in a while, these shakeups just to keep the meta fresh and interesting, but moving right along to something you might have noticed this past week, and we did get a one-step 2019 special research. It was called Celebrate 2019. Um, the one step was consistent of three tasks. They were all catch 19 Pokemon. Each of them gave you 2019 experience. I wonder why. <laughs> the rewards were 20 Ultra Balls, one Unova Stone, and nine Rare Candy. 21-9. If you add those together, that's 30 Who's the 30th Pokemon in the Pokedex, Kyle? It's 2019, the year. The real question is, failed opportunity. It should have been like spin 20 Pokestops or catch 20 Pokemon, evolve one Pokemon, spin nine Pokestops. It's like it would have worked out perfectly. Come on, Niantic, you're dropping the ball. It would have been. uh, But I like catch 19 Pokemon because it was real easy. But like you would have done the other ones too. Yeah, right. I would have. I, I, yeah, I got no leg to stand on here. Thanks. <laughs> but hey, uh, so there's that. There's not, yeah, there's really not much to say about this besides the free Unova Stone. You're right. Um, nine rare candies, good. 20 Ultra Balls, woohoo. Awesome. <laughs> Speaking of 2019 stuff, uh, looking ahead beyond it, first January 2020 Community Day is set for January 19th. They didn't announce what it is, but Kyle, what, what do you think it is? I mean, if they continue the trend, we're looking at Piplup. But yes, indeed. But it's it's a possibility that this is where they they use their opportunity to shake it up to change the pattern. They could before it's you know before they're forced to you know. Yeah, but do you really feel good about using the word shakeup considering this next thing we're going to talk about here? This egg shakeup and no. shiny gibble? No. Oh, God. Well, let's talk about that shakeup. Maybe it'll shed some light on the potential for a shakeup for community days. Eggs have been scrambled up, air quotes, and shiny gibble is now available in the wild and in eggs. Kyle, weigh in. Hot take, cold take, mediocre, room temperature, lukewarm take? What you got? Um... I mean, this is probably not a very hot take, but I don't like it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> I I think it's it's just not good. It, it feels bad, kind of feels bad, man, kind of situation. So why? Why? Well, one, we were all really hoping he would have a community day. It just it fits so perfectly. He's such a beloved Pokemon. It would have gotten people out to play like crazy. And two, there's so many people who haven't even seen a Gibble. I saw people talking online like they didn't even have a shadow of a Gibble in their decks because nobody had put it in a gym or anything. That's how rare Gibble is for people who aren't like hardcore grinding out eggs or who are yeah, very that's, lucky. Uh, that's true. Yeah, I've seen a lot of arguments for and against this. Like 
people really upset and people just kind of like, ah, oh, well, Shawnee Gibble's great. And that's that's it. I think the thing that I'm most upset about is how much it hurts the chances for a community day. I don't I don't feel so bad about them releasing the Shiny Gibble in the eggs because the eggs will become more common eventually. But unless this is them setting a precedent for changing communities going forward and community days won't exclusively be Pokemon without shinies. And then they do a Gibble community day anyways, just to give them a new move. Uh, yeah, I think I would still attend anyway, but oh, I, I would totally, like, I would totally go. Yeah, That's I my point. I wouldn't like the precedent. It's, it's setting though, I guess. It doesn't feel as special. It kind of takes some of the, some of the allure of the community day away. That's exactly what I mean. And so making this Gibble shiny for no good reason, when they've always tried to have a reason behind more significant shinies, you know, yeah. usually the random shinies yeah. are the one that you're like, oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess that Pokemon needed it shiny eventually. You know, there could have been a, a dragon type event that they released Gibble shiny or something. Yeah. Just like they did I with the mask. The number one argument I've seen against this uh, is, is actually not anything you've laid out already. I'm surprised, but it was that this seems to be like a spoofer's delight. They put it up. Gibble is so rare already and putting mm-hmm. the and putting the shiny out and not increasing your options of getting it either in the wild or even in eggs. It's going to be the same chance it was in eggs this entire time. It just makes it that much more of a spoofer commodity to trade out. Like it's very valuable. They've created value in that niche. I mean, uh, shiny Gibble's got to be one of the most valuable Pokemon in the game right now until rates are changed. Yeah. That. And then alongside stuff that was temporary release, like Shiny Abra. By Definitely. Accident. Yeah. Shiny Abra is really rare just because it was the only people that were there on that one day for that for small like, window for of like time. like 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think in, in favor of this, I think the rarity makes it more cool. And I think creating the value that I just complained about from a different perspective, but, but creating value for a Shiny like this is nice. It just seems like I don't think shinies are common in Pokemon Go. I just think having a shiny, having one shiny of a particular Pokemon is not necessarily impressive or as impressive as it might be in other ways. I think having 20 of a rare shiny is impressive, but like one or two doesn't like throw me for a loop anymore. Yeah, I think one of the things is that the way to get Gibble is just unless they increase the rate that he shows up at 10k eggs, it's the last time I looked at the numbers, it was like less than 1%. That's yeah, like, that's really gotcha bad. level <laughs> of of rates. And as someone who has played a fair amount of gotcha games, that's not nice. Not nice. Yeah, it does. Like you said, feels bad, man. Uh, but that exists. Go, go and try your luck for a shiny gibble uh, and enjoy the new egg shakeup. We could not, and we did try to comb the internet for an up-to-date listing of the new egg uh, offerings since this was updated yesterday, the egg pool was. Um, but we have not been able to find one that's conclusive, that's confirmed across the board, and we will report back probably next week with an updated egg pool list, or at least assess where it's at. Uh, next piece of news, I believe this is the last piece of news. It is, and it's arguably the most exciting. Buddy adventure yay this was just announced today 
with a bunch of new information. There's a heartwarming trailer. Go watch it. You'll cry crocodile tears. You absolutely will. It's it's lovely. I don't care what you do or, or who you are or how old you are or whatever. It'll make you feel some things. It really will. Uh, your said buddy Pokemon will walk around the overworld with you, which is pretty neat. They have a couple of videos out of like a ho flying above somebody, a Lugia, a Snorlax, like running around behind people <laughs> looking lost and even a whale lord just like gliding next to its trainer in the overworld. It's pretty cool. Uh, there are multiple levels of buddyhood. The first one is good, buddy. Hey, 10-4, good buddy. Uh, Your buddy can join you on your map view. You'll also see how your buddy feels on the buddy profile page. The next tier is great, buddy. I I bet you can see where this is going. Have a hard time catching a Pokemon? Your buddy may help you out in Pokemon encounters. It can also bring you items that can help you in your Pokemon Go journey. Next level. Just wild guess what it is. Is it, is it ultra? ultra buddy it's you're right yeah it's ultra buddy your buddy will help you explore the world around you by letting you know about interesting places nearby maybe it'll point like a like a pointer dog towards pokestops or something uh, your buddy will also bring you souvenirs which you can keep track of on the buddy profile page and last but not least oh, can the I cream guess? of the crop oh go ahead what is it yes you is, in is the back it, is it best buddies you're going to have to speak up one more is it, time. Is it best buddies? Are we going to be yes, best buddies? It's, it's best. But it's best buddies. Yeah. Become best buddies. And your buddy will sport a best buddy ribbon to show off to everyone just how close you two are. Pokemon that your best buddies with can get a CP boost in combat as long as they're still assigned as your buddy Pokemon. Now, that last bit has gotten the most buzz. I think how much of a CP boost are we talking this could be change a lot of things. This could change a bunch of stuff. Like the meta could be, you got to bring your counters and this guy's got to be your best buddy. Cause that's what you want. If you want a short man, this raid, like that's the world we might be heading towards. Yikes. And I'm very excited, <laughs> but enough about buddy levels. How, how am I supposed to get to be better buddies with my Pokemon? I have a rather boring personality. So what I have to do things, what are those things I got to do? It Well, becoming better buddies requires generating affection with your buddy Pokemon. You can do this in a number of ways. You can walk together. That's easy. Cheap date. Give your buddy a treat. Play together. Battle together. Take a snapshot. Visit a new place. That last one is real weird. <laughs> visit a new place. Visit Aww, a new place. Affection generated. <laughs> How does how does the game know? How, like I don't. Maybe it's probably it's gonna like be like spin new stop. stops. Yeah. yeah, that's gotta be the easiest way to do it, huh? Hmm. In addition to increasing your buddy's affection, these will increase your buddy's mood as well. The highest level, it's called excited, has the following benefits: the distance it takes for your buddy to find candy will be cut in half. Very useful for legendary Pokemon. The number of hearts earned per action will double i don't know what hearts mean i'm assuming affection and trainers can earn bonus hearts it's it's probably something to do with affection who knows what that is i can't imagine it's a currency of some sort um and that's pretty much the information that we have so far until we get our hands on it so mr kyle i'm dying to know uh how do you feel about this buddy system are you going to feel nice and connected and intimate with your pokemon now or what probably not (laughs) Okay, because I use the buddy system primarily to walk candy for something I need the candy for. If I could get candy for one Pokemon and have another Pokemon as my buddy, then I would do that. I would totally have 
a Gengar as my buddy at all times. But I can't do that. So got to work with what the game gives me. That's true. Uh, I think I'll have to see how this kind of shakes out. If it's super useful and beneficial to me, then yeah, I'll totally I'll totally take advantage of it. But if this update's coming soon for the next like 15 weeks, because the first week is done, I have to walk this stupid Seviper. So uh, he's going to be my best buddy for sure. You're going to max him out. Trample. Yeah. Jeez, I, I will. I will max him out. This Seviper is going to live the best life that like a 12, 11, 13 Seviper has ever lived. Like, jeez. Okay. Well, there's that to look forward to. There's really not a whole lot to go on or to talk about here. It's it's kind of is what it is, and a lot of the stuff is very vague. You could sit here and speculate all day, but as you might know from listening to this show in the past, it's not really our style. So <laughs> we like to talk about the cold hard facts, unless, of course, that's an opinion section where we give you advice, such as gear up. So this week on Gear Up, we're going to talk about tier lists. And this is going to be including some unreleased Gen 5 Pokemon that hopefully are coming down soon, as well as some of the moves that we just talked about being added. First up is Fighting Type. We mentioned it earlier. Aura Sphere got added to Lucario. He's now the best fighting type in the game. Sit down, my champ. I'm sorry, Ken Kelder. You weren't even allowed a chance. Lucario is just it's better. It's a bummer. <laughs> well, Lucario should be good. It was kind of yes. disappointing that it was trash when it came out because of the moveset. But yeah, it's surprising to see Aurasphere released with just no fanfare. But yeah, it is. But oh, well, uh, as mentioned earlier, it is a clone of Dynamic Punch, but it has like a one second faster animation. So it's easier to get off and then get back to attacking or to dodge a move. Number two for fighting, though, Conkelder. He was going to be number one, but he never got his chance. He's still better than Machamp. And he has a higher TDO than Lucario, but Lucario tops him on DPS. Uh, pouring out for Conkelder. And if you don't remember what TDO and DPS mean, I got a, a podcast I can recommend to you. Two, <laughs> two episodes ago. Dark type. Darkrai is still king, as I would hope he would stay. It's got dark in his name, guys. Come on. Yep. Number two, though, Hydreigon. If for some reason you have a ton of dino candy. I haven't even seen one dino, but whatever. He's uh, he's really good. Hopefully, with Gibble now getting his shiny, Hydreigon is a prime candidate to have a community day in the future. So keep an eye out for one of those. Dragon type. Now, this one... I'm going to be interested to see how it gets handled. Number one is Curium Black. He's going to dethrone Rayquaza. Probably. (laughs) Curium Black has ridiculous stats, but it has ridiculous stats because in the main series game, in order to get a Curium Black, you have to basically fuse two legendaries together and you only get to use, you know, the Curium. You lose the other legendary for the time being. So if Curium Black comes in as just a standard raid boss, it's going to be ridiculous. And if it doesn't, well, you'll still have one, hopefully. Rayquaza is going to still be number two. Rayquaza's as Rayquaza does. Good, good, because I've got a lot of those I spent a lot of dust on. You rated a whole bunch of them. Yeah, like 54 of them. Uh. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of dragon type, 
Ice tight. Mama swine, still number one. Just not much else to say. Number two, it's curry and black. Again, that ice dragon type. Weird. It doesn't even have an ice quick move. And it's still going to be the second best ice type. That's how good it's going to be. Ground type. I'm happy about this one because number one is Landorus. One of the one of the like genie Pokemon that we're going to be getting from Gen 5. Both of its forms are very strong ground type. The animal form, which I think is like Thurian, is the better of the two. It is bulkier and it has more attack. I wish I could remember the name of the second one, but if if Chris remembers at some point, wait, you can... mean, the, the last genie. Yeah, well, no, no, it has. There's two forms: one where it's like a genie in a cloud, and the other one where it's like a monster floating on a cloud. Oh, geez, I and I, I can't just remember. they have two names. Okay, well, I you know what? Remember. Fine. Number two, Excadrill is a more obtainable option than some of the other ones on this list, even though I still don't have one. <laughs> it benefits. <laughs> you want one? Uh, maybe, but it says, look, Stardust is a premium. Okay. Sure. Sure. It's a premium. Sure. Number three. It's Groudon. Along with Excadrill, they both benefited from the buffed Earthquake, so Groudon just gets better. The fact that he's still number three, though, is kind of ridiculous. Precipice Blades has got to be coming at some point. God, I hope so. I just, I'm also really curious to see how Earthquake feels now. It, it didn't feel bad. It just didn't feel good by any extent. So I don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Lastly, we talked about him a little bit, is Garchomp. Do, do I need to say anything else about Garchomp? If you can field six Garchomp for a ground-type team, congratulations. But he is still very good. So it's worth putting the one that you might have, like I do, on there. Next up is Fire. Topping the list is another unreleased legendary, Reshiram. It's going to be the best fighting type. Is really strong. It's Fire Dragon. It's got solid moves. It's getting overheat, so very, very good. Entei is going to be number two. Good. It's not going anywhere. Thank God. <laughs> He's an expensive <laughs> power, man. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I got 100% that I'm using, so yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can relate to that. Next up, though, Volcarona is going to take the number three spot. Unique bug fire type and pretty good overall stats. It's nice to see a bug type somewhere on these lists. Tell me about outside it. of outside of bug typing lists. Next up is water. Nothing's changed here, by the way. Kyogre's still number one, but surf has made him better because, you know, why not? <laughs> Kingler's number two, but Kingler is like a glass cannon. Kingler is the Gengar to water type. Unfortunately, with surf going to Kyogre, Kingler doesn't even have better DPS than Kyogre anymore, which was the case when Kyogre still had Hydro Pump. So it's just overall worse, but a heck of a lot more obtainable. Speaking of Gengar, Ghost Types. Giratino, still number one. That's our I boy. I don't think anything, I don't think anything is gonna dethrone him for a long time, if ever, actually. Chandelure, number two. I think we've talked about this in the past. Slightly tankier version of Gengar, but slightly less DPS. And of course, Gengar at number three got better because now he has access to his legacy move Shadow Claw. 
The difference between a Hex Gengar and a Lick Gengar was pretty significant, but the difference between a Lick Gengar and a Shadow Claw Gengar, it's mostly negligible. It's like 5%. So that's a that's a pretty good deal if you weren't able to attend the, the raid days. Next up's Electric Type. We got Reshiram's brother, Zekrom. It's going to be number one once it comes out. Matching his brother with that dragon type. He's got really good stats. Solid move set. Raikou and Electivire are going to remain two and three. It's nothing much else to Is say. Electivire that good, really? Yeah, I didn't know it's better that. than uh, Zapdos. Unless, unless Zapdos has its legacy move, in which case... It is better than Electivire, but worse than Raikou. Wait, so uh, like a Thundershock Zapdos is better than Electivire, worse than Raikou? Yes. Okay, good to know. Lastly, Bug Type. We talked about it briefly. Can you guess who's number one? Is it Sizor? Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not Sizor. I'm very sorry. It's Volcarona. And let me put it this way. Volcarona is so much better than any other Bug Type on this list. They're not even worth mentioning. It's twice as good as Sizor and Pinsir. If you want to go ahead and mention Caesar, you can anyway. I mean, I I, I did. I mean, Caesar is, is half yeah. as good as Volcarona. Okay, well, let's not let's not take it there, okay? I mean, if you got nothing nice to say, whatever. And, you know, Caesar <laughs> look, bug types don't have a good place in Pokémon Go, unfortunately. Unfortunately. They really don't have a good place in the main series games either. Well, I mean, their place in the main series games is they level up sooner than other types, and they tend to have more status moves like sleep and paralysis and poison. Yeah, for sure. But if we're talking about metas, we're not talking about levels one through ten. You're you're right. You're right. Yeah. But that's about it. There's going to be a couple of change ups coming as the raids finally work out this the swords of justice. We still have two more to go, guys. I'm sorry. And then maybe we'll see uh, Zakram or Rasharam. Don't hold your breath, though. Yeah, maybe. Oh, we have two left? Really? Yeah. Oh, because we got two of Caldeo. Caldeo's got two forms, right? Well, no, we, we, we just started Verizian. So that's one. Yeah. And then we have a month of Caldeo we got to do at the and very Caldeo least. Caldeo does have two forms, so maybe. Oh, geez. Don't do this to me. I'm just saying. I'm as just saying. People it could, aren't rating much during it could cold weather as is. could be worse anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right thank thank you for that overview of the current state of the meta it looks like there's plenty of stuff to look forward to i'm, I'm pretty jazzed about the upcoming legendaries let's move into the poke lore this week because well niantic has four star hands we were going to save <laughs> this for another time because i would have put money down you probably would have as well too kyle uh, a few months ago i would have put money down for sure that this pokemon would have had its own community day but it's looking less and less likely. So let's let's talk about this now. We're going to talk about Gibble, the land shark Pokemon, Gabite, the cave Pokemon, and Garchomp, the mock Pokemon. Ooh, what's that about? We'll have to find out. First up is Gibble. Gibble is a small bipedal dragon-like Pokemon that is primarily blue. It has a big mouth filled with sharp teeth. No neck and arms that start at the outer edges of its jaws. <laughs> it's so cute. A red underbelly stretches from its abdomen to the bottom of its jaw. Gibble has two horns that resemble jet or plane engines, each with a light blue stripe in the middle. It has a single light blue stripe wrapping around its back. On top of its head is a dorsal fin, which has a notch on it for the male. Its dorsal fin is strong enough to carry a person. Gibble appears to be a good digger, making deep holes for homes and caverns. 
It enjoys play fighting with other members of its species. It has tremendously strong jaws that it uses to bite enemies. However, when biting, however, when biting, it often hurts itself because of clumsiness. That's adorable. It's really cute. Uh, if, if you couldn't quite picture it and you haven't seen a gibble before from its physical description, it's basically a mouth with flakes. Yep. It's real cute. Uh, but it does evolve into Gabite. Gabite is a medium-sized bipedal dragon-like Pokemon that is primarily blue. Its underside is light blue, with red covering it from the middle of its abdomen to the bottom of its jaw. Gabite has two appendages that resemble jets or plane engines extending out of the side of its skull, much like Gibble. Each appendage has a blue stripe. It has four fins, one on each arm, one of its back and another on its tail. The back fin has a notch on it for the male. It has spikes on its hind limbs and sharp claws on its feet. Its eyes have black sclera. Sclera? We, we, figured this out, we, we figured this out once on a show. Sclera, yeah? And gold color yeah. irises. Additionally, Gabite is a fierce and predatory Pokemon known for its scales, of which have medicinal properties and can heal most illnesses. I did not know that. What? It's time to go eat some Gabite. Gabite has short, extremely sharp teeth like its pre-evolution, Gibble. It has been known to move at extreme speeds. Gabite is also a very territorial creature and will fight back against enemies to protect its home. Gabite is passionate about shiny objects such as gems and even carbink and it hoards a collection of them in its nest. When it sees Sableye trying to take Carbink as food, Gabite jealously attacks the <laughs> Sableye. I love that. That's pretty great. Yeah. And last but not least, the cream of the crop. The, uh, is creme de la creme just cream of the crop in a different language? Apparently. I think so. All right. Well, Garchomp. Garchomp is a bipedal draconian Pokemon that is primarily dark blue in color. It's graduated to dark blue. It has red on its underbelly from the lower jaw to the middle of its abdomen, including the undersides of its arms. A patch of gold comes to a point where the red on its belly and a golden star shape adorns the tip of its snout. Garchomp has horn-like appendages that resemble a jet or plane's engines, giving it an appearance similar to a hammerhead shark iconic yes. love it these allow it to sense for its prey from a long distance its large mouth features razor sharp teeth the feet have three white talons and each arm has a single large white claw for a hand curved fins sprout from the arms creating wings that allow garchomp to fly now bear in mind this is dragon ground type just so you know <laughs> it also has a large dorsal fin and another on its tail that resembles a shark tail fin the male's dorsal fin yet again has a notch on it. Pairs of small white spikes protrude from its upper arms and legs, and there are gill-like slits on the sides of its neck. The eyes are intense, with black sclera and gold-colored irises, just like Gabite. Garchomp can fly at an incredible speed to catch its prey. It preys on bird Pokemon and is known to eat entire flocks of them whole. That's awful. <laughs> it sometimes battles salamence in the air as they compete for food. The fine scales on its body reduce drag for easier flight, and their sharp edges also serve to injure opponents who attack it directly. Garchomp is a cave dweller and is seldom seen in the wild. You can say that again. Garchomp is... <laughs> oh, man, that, that hit real hard. Um yeah garchomp is really cool um so cool in fact that his max cp is 3962 he puts the legendary in pseudo legendary for sure spectacular stats of 193 defense 239 stamina and a whopping 261 for attack make garchomp a fierce addition to any team 
best move set for stab for dragon is dragon tail outrage and then i believe the ground typing is mudshot earthquake or something like that yep uh so it's that's uh, right yep it wow off the top of my head because i didn't write it down uh yeah that's yep mm-hmm. it's really good it's it's really it's really good we talked about this pokemon a whole lot we just talked about it before for also a lot of time not going to do it here it's a good pokemon get it it's worthwhile and it's interesting and it's shiny yeah oh wow. it, now it's shiny and and, and big boy guard shop could eventually fly i guess which is pretty rad i saw some photos when i was doing some research for the show of it flying it looked weird i, I don't know i mean like i just want to say if you look at a, a model of Garchomp, those things on its arms i would not have called them wings no i would have thought they were like sharp blades or something yeah, they're, they're not wings. I don't know how Garchomp flies. He must know some magic. Garchomp just seems like um, like another one of those, like one of the kids helped design it and it's got everything <laughs> sort of thing, you know? I mean, And it can do yeah. this and it can do this and it's not weak to this because it's invincible and it can fly and it's a really it's really good in the ground, but it lives in caves. It eats whole flocks of birds at once. <laughs> Like uh, this just reeks of that to me, but <laughs> whatever. That's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, moving on here uh, to the PvP section, which we're going to not do this week because wow is a geez. This is already going to be a very long show. Trust me, we have quite a bit in Pokeball and emails. Uh, we will talk about the upcoming Cup Fusion Cup next week. Timeless, we were going to do this week. Well, first of all, it's being cut for length, but secondly, also with the new move shakeup that just happened. All of the body of work that's out there, there's new stuff that's updated right now, but it would take for an accurate snapshot of what's going on twice as long because we have to explain like where the meta was and where the conversation is now. It's gonna, it would be a nightmare. So <laughs> we're going to hold out until Fusion Cup next month. Uh, in the meantime, I will put a link to a very in-depth uh, Timeless Cup guide so that those of you that are interested can do some reading and some research on your own. But I mentioned it. It's Pokeball time. So last week's question was, what's your favorite Pokemon Go memory of 2019? Joe Murphy said hatching 5,000 eggs. Whoa. I hope that's total and not just in 2019. Yeah. That's a lot of that's eggs. That's a lot of, wowza. I'm, <laughs> I'm so impressed. Uh, Pidge, Pidgey <laughs> Grab has said, go fest, meeting so many trainers, shiny Pidgey, and PvP blowing up. Alteria Ego said... Discovering and becoming a part of a local community's weekly meetup on the other side of town who have been so welcoming and excited to find new friends to absorb into their events. That's awesome. That's great. That's that's fantastic. At Shiny Shinks 09 said Lapras Raid Day. Well, I didn't have data in Canada to go raid, but my new Pokemon Go friend tethered me all day long. And also Shiny Lapras on the first raid. Nice. Nice. Good deal. Maxotron said... Seeing my wife compete in a Sylph tournament with me, it was one of her first experiences with in-person PvP and her first tournament ever. I threw a team together for her and told her some basics, and she actually got a win. It was just cool to see her enjoy a part of the game I love so much. That's incredible. Wow. Look at you guys. That's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sarah said, going to Europe for the first time and catching some regionals. It felt great being able to trade some of them with friends and community members when I returned home. Everybody likes being the hero with regionals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good feeling. Julia said, the time I caught a shiny Kyogre and a shiny Rayquaza on Ralt's community day. Remember that email? He was very excited. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 some, that's some good community luck right there. Yeah, how could you not 
remember that shiny kyogre and shiny requaza on the same community day yo that's awesome Mahalo High said, my favorite would have to be in April when I asked my younger cousins if that yellow cushion on my favorite chair was a Pokemon. We were renting a house in Hawaii for a family vacation. They were in their teens and 20s and we're like, uh, yeah, it's a Pikachu. What, is that not common knowledge or something? Yeah, they were teasing me about it. I downloaded the game a few days later. I knew absolutely nothing about Pokemon or modern video games. Nothing. That moment was a turning point in my 2019 Loving this game has been the biggest surprise of the year. That's awesome. I love that. I, it's a good story. I love to hear about people who just get into games, who've never done any gaming before. They find something that they can latch onto, and then they just have a great time with it. Mm-hmm. Roger said, I feel like I'm going to be in the minority here, but I think my favorite memory was the Reggie Gygus event. That was the first time that I spent a whole day and dedicated to playing Pokemon Go. Hung out with friends, went and had lunch, had a great time playing, and it was perfect weather too. For me, it's not just about the Pokemon you catch. It's the fun you have with your community too. All right, Roger. That is absolutely the truth. Absolutely. I feel like everybody's first event where they really go out and they go like, you know, uh, 100%. Like that that's always just like the greatest Lavatar community day was that day for me. Exactly. Exactly. I remember you were so unsure that first day and after it, you're like, okay, I get it. This is awesome. (laughs) I was like, Like, what is this? And I'm like, (laughs) oh, I get it now. (laughs) It's always just a good time. Uh, Rob said, I would have to say my favorite moment was actually hosting my first successful local self tournament. There had always been a lot of interest, but no one would take the initiative to do it until I did. Now I'm collaborating with three other large city hosts into running large 20 plus tournaments soon. Definitely a huge highlight for me. Nice work, Rob. Keep it up. People need you to facilitate these things. Otherwise, they won't happen. Benny said, I know I'm echoing Kyle, but I was lucky enough to go to GoFest with a large group of players from my local group. I know a lot of folks didn't like how GoFest tickets were doled out but it was really fun to see my community come together and make sure everyone who wanted to go could. We had spreadsheets of days people were available to go and work together to buy each other tickets if we got picked in the lottery. I think we ended up with 45 people from my local group going. Wow. That's a group. That's that's some great wow. coordination there. Yeah, That's incredible. I didn't realize it was that many people. I remember hearing about this before, I think, when there was a conversation about people using spreadsheets large groups and stuff like that but 45 successfully pulling it off that's awesome good for you pokemon skip said trading a mr mime to a friend and it turning out a lundo which is a lucky one hundo by the way that's awesome already 48 said my favorite 2019 moment was playing suicune raid day with my five-year-old it was a beautiful day out we just moved to a new town and it was our first outing with the local discord group then the first raid we did my son rang up a three-star shiny, and catching it put us over the top to level 40. Wow. It was everything you play the game for, getting out and walking, discovering new places, meeting a cool community, the rush of catching something great, and hitting goals. And best of all, great bonding with the kid. Well, that's that's an awesome memory to have. All that, yeah. all at once, that's great. All of these responses were spectacular, but what a one to end on. That's that's great. It sounds like you really just checked all the boxes that day. Um, but this week's Pokepoll, Kyle, it's our turn. Are you ready? Yeah. What Pokemon is going to be your first best buddy and why? Can I go first? Yes, you can. 
It's going to be Trample, the Surviper. And why? <laughs> because I committed to it before I knew this was going to be a thing. Kyle, your turn. <laughs> um. Well, for me, it's it's going to stay Spirit Tomb because I have no other way of getting Spirit Tomb candy for when I eventually max one out for this ridiculous goal that I've made for myself. Yes. Wow. And I didn't consider a Spirit Tomb. And unless something drastically changes, it's probably going to stay that way for now. But this best buddy thing might help if I ever have to walk Giratina because Lord knows that's going to be a lot of rare candy if I don't. Uh, man, it's going to be great. Well, OK, if you hold out and you do it last, like how many how many Pokemon total? Did you find out what number of ghosts uh, you have to have max? It, de- if, it depends if I'm counting the shinies or not, which I, I currently mm-hmm. am. And it's currently 10 because I already have two of them maxed out. So what's what's your pace? Do you think you want to do like one every two weeks, one once a oh, month? Oh, God, I have no idea right now. It kind of depends on how much you play. It definitely depends because the weather is a uh, is a bit more Factor. restrictive for me. Yeah. personally. What I was going to say was if you save Giratina for last or something like that, you'll likely run into Giratina raids again. They'll say don't worry. Trouble. Giratina is 100 percent being last. That said, I'm pretty sure my Giratina is pretty up there it's like 36 37 so yeah you know i only need like a hundred more candy oh well then just do some regular rage and just pump that guy full of rare candy probably yeah yeah (laughs) okay well if you dear listener have an answer to the question what pokemon is going to be your first best buddy and why we of course are um, we of course are referencing the new buddy system buddy system v2 whatever it's called buddy adventure something like that uh, please go ahead and answer that question we posted to social media, such as Facebook and or Twitter or on our Discord if you are a patron. Um, or you can send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com and speak in of emails. Emails. <coughs> emails. This first email is from Pidgey Grabba. Yo, go casters. Missed you last week and usually the six days between shows. We missed you, too, during those six days between shows. I only ever think of everybody once a week. <laughs> Tuesday evenings, I'm a different human so, being. Just on for this podcast, and it's gone the rest of the, <laughs> still gone the, rest of the week. Um, anyhow, Pidgey Grab, I hear with some 2020 goals. Ooh, okay. Step one, track Stardust and Coin Daily activity on Excel spreadsheet. Nerd alert. Love it. Yes, please. If you could share that with me with a view only link, I will look at it with you. I will. It'll be so much fun. <laughs> Step oh, two, a lowland shiny decks rounded out. Currently have two rats and Raichu. Willing to accept one from each family is a win. Shiny Vulpix covers Vulpix and Ninetales line. That makes sense to me. Step three, max out PVP and PVE Pokemon monthly. Prep for Sylph.gg or in-game PVP battles and expand our roster of prepped triple move Pokemon. And step four, 50 plus kilometers walked for adventure sync as weather improves 100 kilometers. I think he means weekly. That'll be quite the quite the goal every single week to get 100 kilometers or more. I mean, the only person I know that consistently does it is like JT Valor. Uh, uh, but, and he walks uh, a lot. Tyler, Tyler on the discord. But does he usually break 100 kilometers? I mean, I think on a normal week, he's 95 90 to 99 so he could he delivers mail though right yeah yeah it's it's cheating but (laughs) no it's not cheating he still did the work that's awesome that's awesome yeah um stretch goal shiny cancel family complete shiny pidgey counselor pidgeotto and pidgeot so that's uh, a goal that's a a big goal shiny yeah that's awesome okay good luck to the goat cast family in 2020 
Thanks a bunch. No, thank you, Pidgey Grandpa, for writing in. Best of luck with these 2020 goals. You've made a mistake by sending them to me, so now I'll ping you at a later date and ask you how you're doing. <laughs> Jolt Switch wrote in in response to the Pokepole for this week. An easy answer for me. The weekend of September 22nd. As cheesy as Montreal Safari Zone is as an answer, like others saying go fest. Hey. <laughs> A lot happened for me there. I went to the Safari Zone Cup with some friends and my girlfriend. Her and I got to meet and shake hands with Mystic 7 and trainer tips. We got autographs from both, and I got to talk to Mystic 7 about Willow. Not only that, but he tucked my business card for our podcast in his wallet. The next day, my girlfriend, our friends, and I went to enjoy the Safari Zone together. It was one of our friend's birthday to boot. That's great timing. Early in the event, I swapped backpacks with my girlfriend. I packed the essentials we needed for the event, and she packed the kitchen sink. (laughs) Oh. This wasn't the greatest, as I packed a surprise into my backpack for her. Eventually, I needed a battery pack, as 2017 Pokemon Masters do. And I was able to sneak her surprise into my pocket at the same time. A few more times around the park and we got to the straightaway of the racetrack and one of the lures had died. So my girlfriend was trying to put her own lure on the Pokestop. And this is conversation. Ooh, you want to role play? It's not working. You want to role play? No. Oh, no. come on. No. No. Uh, <laughs> all right. I never get to break out the girlfriend voice, you know. I was really looking forward to it. It's not working. I'm sorry, hun, but you know you lured me in. Just shut up. She knew me well enough to know what I was about to ask. Will you marry me? I had snuck the box and engagement ring out of my pocket and hid it behind her phone to get it open to ask. Needless to say, she said yes. That's fantastic. That is wonderful. My gosh. The rest of the email. Tropius was great, which was the regional at that GoFest. And... A PvP ranked 15 was awesome. The shinies were amazing, but as she tells everyone, that weekend we got the best shiny of all. Oh, oh that's wonderful. That's gonna really cry. Cute. Yeah. Before we move on from this email, though, too. Uh, well, first of all, congratulations to you guys. That's that's amazing. Uh, hope the best of luck to both of you. That's that's awesome. Um, he did mention it earlier in the show. Uh, you know, this uh, he talked to my business card for our podcast in his wallet. Uh, Jolt Switch has a podcast called the Jolt Switch podcast well it's actually just called jolt switch uh and it's it's great i've listened to it it's j-o-l-t-s-w-1-t-c-h their podcast talks a lot about pokemon go and a couple of other things like their experiences with it and such go ahead and give them a listen it's definitely it's definitely a good a good good listen um and i will do my absolute best remember to throw a link to it in the show notes as well thanks for the email jolt switch and again congratulations that's spectacular this next email is from Soe Sumeister. Sumeister. Yep. I think I got it. Sorry if I didn't. Uh, I'm all caught up now to episode 73. Oh, that's right. This is the guy who is listening to them all. And he was like on episode 14 when he emailed us last time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, what a what a journey you've been on. My goodness. Um, my favorite moment of Pokemon Go was when my girlfriend sent me this picture when I was at work. There's an attached shiny Magikarp. 15 15 15 perfect iv attached i can't express how happy i am for her backstory of how it happened was she had the choice of a jinx or this magikarp since she didn't have a jinx in her decks yet she had a really hard time choosing looks like she chose correctly it's moments like these that we share that i'm most grateful for your friend sue meister 
that's awesome. I'm assuming they were probably like in a car moving and she had to choose between two yeah, spawns. Yeah, you can only click one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Good good choice. 100% shiny Magikarp. That's, that's pretty rad. Uh, this next email is from Phil. Hey, Chris and Kyle. I recently listened to all your episodes during work. Really enjoy the content, especially the goals section. Well, glad glad to hear that. Glad to hear somebody does besides me. Oh, yeah. In the last couple of months, I noticed that a lot of level 40 players lose interest as soon as they reach the max level or feel lost since their only goal is their XP bar. So I thought it would be nice to see more of your listeners participate in sharing their weekly, monthly, or even yearly goals. I would love to make a start and submit my goals every Monday. To make it more interesting, if I fail my goals, you and Kyle choose a goal for one specific medal I have to reach for the following week on top of my goals for the <laughs> week that they already are choosing. If I fail to make your set goal, I will transfer a shiny. Uh, so here we go. I am currently at and lists where all of the, his badges are at. It's rather impressive. Uh, the goals for the week are reach 180 million experience. He's looking for just under 8 million addition. Holy cow. Get to 17,000 evolutions. It's just like five and a half thousand for him to do. Get to at least 1,800 legendary raids. He's got to get 31. Work on champion badge. Uh, got to get 50. Wants to get it up to uh, 850 total. Daily gift limit, 100 gifts sent and 20 opened. Uh, I hope people will take part in this and make it a little bit more interesting. Looking at you, Terry, I'm coming for you. Have a good week, <laughs> Phil. Okay, as somebody that knows Terry in real life, uh, I, I don't know if I don't know if he's the person to <laughs> to challenge. Although I think, I mean, one hundred million. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I don't know. Man. Phil is looking for five thousand five hundred evolutions this week. Yeah, that's something else. Um, that is crazy. <laughs> so one thing I will say, Phil. First of all, thank you for listening through all the shows. Uh, secondly. Yeah, I'm all about it. We're always about people sharing their goals and stuff with us. Uh, that's that's awesome. So this last part about uh, if I fail my goals, you and Kyle choose a goal for one specific medal. You're going to have to help us out with that because I'm going to have a hard time keeping track of that, especially if other people want to get in on this. Um, I would say, you know what, just just so that we can really attend to everybody that, that might want to send these goals in. Uh, yeah, go ahead and share your goals and let us know how you're doing and, and we'll be happy to fill other people in. But uh uh, I love spreadsheets, but man, <laughs> it would be a lot for me to keep track of, I think. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll have to revisit that idea sometime. Uh, but thank you for the email, Phil. And please let us know how your week goes, and then maybe we can challenge you next week. That'll be fun. Splintaris wrote in, what's up, guys? Splintaris here with a fun story that I just had to share. First, I'm an amateur cosplayer working on doing it professionally. And my home convention is called AkaiCon. I hope I pronounced that right. In Nashville, Tennessee. I'm a member of their Facebook page. And last week, the head of the con posted the question, if you could run an event, what would it be? And I answered Pokemon Go Akai League PvP tournament. And he commented that he actually really loves the idea. So I plan on submitting it for a panel or event for the 2020 con. But I have an issue. I've never been in any kind of tournament whatsoever in my life. I know I want to do like a bracket style tournament, but I have no idea how to set up rules, lineups, etc. Please, guys, what advice or recommendations can you give me? Much thanks in advance and much luck with shiny and hundo hunting and your goals. Well, I think Chris may be more well equipped to answer this question. 
Uh, yeah, I've, I've arranged a couple of events like this before. Um, and one thing I would say, we're, at least as far as a starting point for brackets is, I know that Sylph, the Sylph Road for Sylph.gg, they use Swiss style bracket. Um, so you might want to look into that for your bracketing. But as far as like designing like a rule set, like a cup, uh, I don't know, man. Take a look at some of the rule sets for the previous cups that Sylph has done in the past. Pick like three or four types, make some limitations, steal some of their rules, throw them together, and then put a name to it. We did something similar like that for a, a cup uh, called the Hero Cup for for our Discord. What was it like Dragon Steel Bug and something else? Was it Poison? poison. Was it Poison? Yeah. yeah, and it was it was a really good time. We made a whole graphic. We had a it, you know, it's you can pretty much pick whatever rules you kind of want as long as there's no glaring like obviously this type is better than the other ones. Um I think you'd be pretty good. One thing you have to remember though that's in your favor, Splinteris, is definitely that as long as people don't know the rules before the the cup starts, nobody's going to be able to really meta game it. So don't worry about it. <laughs> i mean i hate to say something as simplistic as that but that's true you know i mean nobody's gonna be able to metagame his his rule set um if not given enough time to do so this is true so anyway g- good luck let us know how it goes would love to hear all about that uh thanks for the emails from Terrace, and again good luck this next and last email is from garrett i'm a new player in less than three months of playing and i missed out on evolving 2018 community pokemon because i didn't have enough candy uh-oh will those moves ever come back i know longtime players are tired of having these ill pokemon come back again and again but i'm really upset that i missed out on meteor mash from a metagross i'm freaking out that it's gone for good this time kyle what would you tell garrett I mean, it's it's very unlikely to be gone for good. Yes. Um, the good news is now we do have a precedent set. The last two Decembers have brought back past community days. So if you're in it for the long haul, I imagine they will be returning for December 2020. I, I would agree. Also, something that might work in your favor here, Garrett, is that since this is the second time that they came out, players like me who had an abundance of Beldum candy, like 2000, I evolved a bunch of Meteor Mesh Metagross for people that might need them. So chances are, since this was out two times, there's going to be a lot of them floating around your community that might not have been there before. So if you can't wait or you really want to get your hands on them prior to another time where they will probably show up in the future, you know, no guarantee, obviously, uh, they're likely floating around in your community just waiting to be asked for with a proper trade. That's that's definitely a, a great point, especially some stuff like uh, Smackdown Tyranitar as well. Yeah. People probably made a bunch of those because the candy's all over the place now. I forgot to mention at the top, Kyle, guess who's got his shadow Smackdown Tyranitar? <laughs> i do you remember to do that okay i good. did you want to know how much his charge move costs i didn't realize that it was a million this, stardust no i didn't realize that it was this severe but it's two hundred and twenty-five thousand stardust Ooh. oh my Ooh. god why no thanks Yikes. no thanks don't do um, it don't do it but anyway garrett yeah i would probably bet that they'll come back but in the meantime uh, ask your fellow trainers see if somebody can't hook you up uh, and that's it for the emails. Again, if you would like to leave us an email, go ahead and do so. Send it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can visit our website, www.gocastpodcast.com, and send us an email there via a contact us tab or see the cool graphics that I make for every episode. 
<laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't think I've ever really mentioned them on the show before, but I make these graphics for each of the shows. Uh, and every once in a while, I'll get carried away and they'll be really, really dumb. So there's a museum of my bad Photoshop on that website. You can follow us on Twitter at GoCast Podcast. Like us on Facebook, The GoCast Podcast. If you'd like to help support the show, you can do so for as little as $1 a month at Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash GoCast Podcast. And if you do do that, even at the minimal $1 a month level, you gain access to our patron exclusive Discord, which is growing all the time. Filled with like-minded folks who love the game just as much as you do and we do. Uh, we got a PvP tournament. It's a great place. It's lovely. Everybody's lovely. It's lovely. The whole thing is capital L, lovely. Kyle. Yes. I'm going to put all that positivity to bed. Okay. It's time for your goals, man. You got to put My up goals. put up, and then shut up because the show will be over. <laughs> so my first goal is going to be to max out my lucky mask hopefully i can do it it's not the most crazy investment and i have some stardust right now because of all the extra stardust from the community day did you pick up a fair amount of candy during the halloween event i did i got like 300 awesome and i've already evolved a a cofagrigus so i got more like 350 awesome um I don't have any other stardust? goals. I need another goal. Stardust? No, because I'm going to spend How about you get one more in your Unoba uh, decks? Uh, let's go with... I'm hatching more eggs. Let's go with... I haven't hatched basically any eggs in a while. How many eggs are you going to hatch? Uh, hang on. Let me see how many incubators I have so I can actually <laughs> like plan this out. Okay. Before I uh, oh, of course, it doesn't tell you actually in the the item pouch because why would it hang on okay so i'm gonna go with 40 40 okay sounds good try and hatch 40 eggs i've I've hatched three so far so okay that's doesn't really count 40 eggs sounds good anything Um, else no i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with those for right now okay think of another one while you're talking i'll interrupt you all right sounds good maxia mask hatching more eggs you want to get 40 of them and maybe some more sprinkled throughout my goals as a included interruption all right my turn um let's see i think i'm going to try to do 60 eggs this week this past week i did 84 85 something like that but there was you know an event that made incubating easier so i'm gonna try to do 60 eggs this week i'm gonna try to get at least 60 kilometers because i broke 51 last week so we'll see how that goes this week um and then hmm, i need to catch a verizian and get it off my plate that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to get the one and, and, and be done. All righty. You know what? You're going to add that to your list? I'm going to add that to my list, too. I think okay. I can actually accomplish that. Verizian. Well, I hope you feel like you can actually accomplish all of these. All right. Verizian's added to your list of goals, <laughs> Mr. Kyle. And that brings us to the end of our show. Thank you, dear listener, for hanging out this entire time. Uh, I am about to put something together. I haven't even mentioned it to Kyle yet. We're going to talk about it after the show's over. But I've got something for the kind of end of year episode that we're going to do um, that will involve some listener uh, involvement if you guys are interested. I'll draft that and I'll have that information out to you guys sometime later this week. Uh, see you guys next week, if not sooner. Thanks for listening. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.